This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, coming out of his cage and he's doing just fine, it's Mitch Doyle. G'day everybody. And it was only a kiss, Dale Roots. It was only a kiss and thank God for that. Yeah, but how did it end up like this, this bonkers 2020 NRL COVID-affected season, which has been... Do, do, you, do you remember when uh, Anthony Albanese chose to play that song as his leadership intro when he went for the label leadership? And they were like, ah, oh, getting, uh, getting naked and having a cigarette in bed. Hmm, this is good. No, I don't, but uh, I'll take your word for it. Very niche reference. But anyway, yeah. I'm well. I hope everybody else is well getting through... The old yes, doing marvelously. Uh, tr- really, tr- really struggling to try and get hyped for <laughs> one of the most pointless rounds in rugby league history coming up this week. How That's have a- we um, reduced the comp by f- five games and somehow got way more pointless fixtures? Well, by four games, I don't know. Like, but- oh, imagine if we had like four more weeks of this shit. Jesus, I, I mean, I the, Bron- the Broncos have had a lot of pointless fixtures already this this uh, this season. Or- You're a pointless more- fixture, Dale. Mute him, mute him, bun guard. Yeah. More to the point. <laughs> pointless <laughs> results. <laughs> If, um, even if there was three more weeks, the Titans, like, the only like three more weeks, the Titans would need to win every game and the Sharks lose every game to catch them to eighth. And that would be the only way the finals could change. It's just been, yeah, not great. Yeah, it hasn't been crash shot. Well, um, they apologize for my absence, everybody, last week as well. I had a abscess right, mate, growing on my bloody head. It was real fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we told people <laughs> it was because you hate women. Um, well, that, that too, that's what probably grew the abscess, living yeah. with two women currently. That was. <laughs> That, that's Two of them? Yes. Oh, exactly. God. Ridiculous. Is this, is, this what the, is this what the Liberals warned us about with gay marriage living with two women gives you diseases? It, it's it true. does. And I had a lump oh. on my head that was, um, I wouldn't say it was golf ball size, but it was definitely a small stone fruit size. Oh, okay. As I've learned from having to write stories about hail, it's, it's not relevant until they're golf ball sized hail stones. No, that is, so, that is always how it goes. You're right. Okay. So, so yeah, so you're fine. Until it's golf ball size, then you need to worry. But um, but yeah, so really the only thing of intrigue is that um, the Broncos probably will get the wooden spoon, but they might not, Mitchell. They might not. But a lot of things have to go their way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm so glad I was on... Like, God, okay. I'm not glad my team sucks, but I'm glad I was on this ship the entire time that they actually shit. Because like, I think it was like round seven or so, I thought they could get the spoon. And yeah. people were laughing at me, but it was like, obviously there's injuries there, but that was the team at that point looked like they were waiting for the season to end at like round seven or eight. And but you got yeah. to this point and I got really concerned. You know, a few weeks ago, I thought, oh, well, the Bulldogs are still losing. We'll probably beat maybe the Titans or maybe the Cowboys, one of those two on the run home. I thought, yeah, we'll probably jag one of them. But then the Broncos started ruling guys out for the season and saying, like, oh, well, we'll yeah. let him focus on 2021, et cetera. And, and some of those injuries, they probably could have fought their way back early. Like, they said, oh, we'll let Milford focus on 2021. Let Flegler go get surgery. Did similar. Um, they had Jake Turpins didn't push his way back too difficult. Like, didn't push too hard to come back. And now they've had Fafiti get injured. But once I started saying that, I started going, shit, we're not getting cattle back. Like, we're going to end up playing round 20 with no cattle back. And uh, the lineup they've named this week, so they've got... Uh, Oates got dropped, which is, he deserved that. I'm a big Corey Oates fan. And I'm not one of the people who's going to ride his career off because of a bad 18 months. 
but he wasn't helping them win a game this weekend starting. So they, put, they got rid of him. They got Xavier Coates on the wing who should be there. But what I really like is like Milford's injured. We know this. Uh, Sean O'Sullivan just averaged. Tyson Gamble got injured within a minute last week. Got concussed. I really like the fact that they've just gone, fuck it, and played Stags there. Like, we're garbage, but we need to score some points. I like that. And then, you know, I don't mind that, like, you know, I don't like Joe O being selling prop, but Joe O, Haas, Ricky, Glenn, Carrigan's, you know, the one of the better packs of names in a few weeks. It's not crash hot, but the, the Cowboys are quite injured too. So, you know, they don't look crash hot either, but we're playing off, it looks like, yeah. Spoon Bowl. Not the, the loot, this should have been the Spoon Bowl. Yeah, no, I forgot, that, I forgot they won a game. So, like, still earlier today. Sorry, yeah. sorry, everyone. Until sorry, earlier today, when I looked at the ladder, I thought that this was a straight shootout and the loser would be last. Well, pending a Bulldogs, uh, like the Bulldogs would win or, or whatever. I'd forgotten the Cowboys had won a game. So, um, yeah, Wayne, Wayne's... Wayne's current team and his former team, the Dragons, screwing over the Broncos together yeah. to get them into last. So yeah. lovely stuff. And, the, but and like you know, we, we they are a wooden spoon side. They've been doing so lucky to avoid it for weeks. I thought the Bulldogs were going to get in there, but this Broncos team like thoroughly deserve that spoon. They really do, yeah. and they got last chance to try and get out, and then hope the Bulldogs lose to Penrith. And I, it's um, it's quite funny as well. Like, I don't know if you guys saw like the official NRL Twitter account. They had, they oh, like, yes. obviously the, the digital person <laughs> obviously got forced today to post like still plenty to play for. And it was a graphic showing the top eight scenarios. And it's just like, like, it's like, well, Newcastle and Souths are battling for sixth and seventh. And uh, yeah, Canberra might come fourth instead of fifth. And that's it. So <laughs> fantastic. Thanks for <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, um, I absolutely totally, I love it. Like Canberra could come fourth, but I just love that they named the side they named and, like, you guys know, I work, I work in footy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a professed footy nerd, and so is our good yeah. friend at Campton and even some other Raiders fans. Now, yeah. not one of us knew who Adam Cook was. Yeah, not, well, that, not, that, not that's me, telling. Because, like, if, if I don't know a debutant from a, from a non Rabbitohs club, like, that's fine. I don't know every player. That's fine. And it's, it's mildly surprising if you or, or Campo or Harry don't know a debutant from the club. But for Campo to not know people in the Raiders first grade team yeah. this week, is staggering. I mean, that just for, for Harry not to be able to know the the group that they came from in country rugby. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And, and that was funny because like where their nan went to school. Like yeah, um, it was a it was a weird situation, as you said. It was kind of like uh, these are mate. These are all mate. Have they just picked like the Gungarland Bulls front row and just thrown yes. in a few Woden yes. Rams for no no particular it, reason? It was just, quite just funny. Get the Goldman um, soldiers in there. It, it, on Tuesday morning, the Dragons were paying $9 on Sportsbet and the Sharks were paying $4. You could have multi oh, them both boy. for $36. Yeah. They've come into a combined. If you did that multi now, it's like $3.50. They both well, just slammed in when the teams were announced. The, the say, Storm, I mean, like the they, storm they piss take the... is amazing. The Storm piss take is even more amazing than the Raiders one. Like, <laughs> it's just like a straight-up reserve grade team. It's fantastic. Yeah, I was, I I was talking to a fr- friend of the show, uh, M. Sprouster, about this, and I was like, I think that there was the Sharks at the Sharks, the Storm are at the point now where they're just going to name a whole pack of fullbacks. Just mm, do it. Just to give them all NRL debuts so they can, you know, they've got, you've got to rotate the squad. That's the thing. That's what we've been, always been told. You've got to rotate the squad. But, like, as you said, this is these three teams have pulled a legit piss take at this point. But good for them. You know, it's pretty funny. Some I just want to um, just want to rule out M. Sprouser as friend of the show. Considering one of the, she sent me in a question with a wooden spoon joke already. I'm off. 
<laughs> hang on, hang on, hold on. You've called every Raiders fan who's made stupid fucking preliminary final joke questions for a year straight a friend of the show. So forgive the listeners who want to send in as many spoon jokes as they want. You're a friend to me and Dale, and don't worry about what Mitch says. Well, Raiders fans weren't sitting in prelim jokes before it happened, were they? Well, that, I mean, I don't think that's really... I mean, mate, come on. Are you... I, I, come on. It's, it's fine. It's okay. Is it? What's the, you're all, oh, so we're doing the, we're actually doing the five stages. You're in denial right now. Uh, um, <laughs> so enough will come anger. Then, yeah. Then acceptance. So by the end of the podcast, you'll be at anger. Tomorrow you'll be at bargaining Ooh. and depression. And then at oh. about 10 PM tomorrow night will be acceptance. Yeah. What round, I think it was like round 15. I, I accepted we were going to get it, but the Bulldogs kept fucking losing. Yeah, yeah. Then, sorry about that. <laughs> we lost it to the drags. Oh, that's it. But they kept losing. Um, I did. I did. Did I see a sneak? By the way, uh, Matt, did I see a sneaky smirk from uh, King Wayne up in the up in the box yes. last week while his team was surreptitiously destroying the Broncos from three hundred thousand kilometers away? Yeah, and they got what they deserved, <laughs> the Broncos. Um, but I did like in um in that Raiders side you mentioned quite clearly Ricky Stewart's handling Nick Cottage's departure very well by making him like the only first grade player in the back line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I did like that as well. Yeah. yeah. Just like, oh, you want to leave. You can never leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> who's Darby Medlin? What's it? Like, yeah, the thing is, like, with Adam <laughs> Cook, right? I don't know much about Darby Medlin, but like with all the other players who got named this weekend, I have at least... I know who of them, you know? I know of them. I've seen them play once or twice. I've looked at their stats. Mm. I have no idea who Adam Cook is. I know Derby. I know Jarrett Sublu. I have no idea who, who Adam Cook is. That's incredible. Yeah, hopefully he does well. Uh, he played a bit uh, of six fullback for the Blackhawks under-20s last year. That's what I, that's what I found. Which, which former Raiders player would you, in, in the mould of uh, Velame being named as uh, the new known Andrew Koo, what Raiders, what Raiders player would you describe Derby Cook as? Darby Medlin or Darby I love that you've, Medlin, you've Darby, combined Darby two of the people you've this ever is, heard this of. This is exactly the problem. Player. They could they could be three people. Who knows? Yeah. What would what would you describe Darby Medlin I, as? I've got nothing for you, man. I wish <laughs> I did. But... Is he a combination of Mark McLinden and Brett Mullins? That's right. Sure. <laughs> How many times is the half combination of Sam Williams and Matt Foley going to kick the ball into touch and clap? <laughs> like, a lot. <laughs> that's a great combination there for, for the. They rap. just need Brad Drew back to be coming off the bench. And that, that would that would be lovely stuff. Um, um, but I do yeah, like though these guys. Before we move on quickly, I do like though that like, I know people are laughing at it and taking the piss out of these teams. Or Paul Kent got mad about it. I actually like it because like these guys, all these players, mate, they've had no reserve grade. They've been sitting in that bubble forever, training every week. I actually think it's awesome that some of those guys are getting a run. They might yeah, get me this, too. They're getting debuts they probably wouldn't have gotten a normal season, but whatever. They've been they've been training every week all season for nothing. Yep. So this is awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll move on to some news now. Um, so first of all, I mean, we hinted at this last week. Uh, well, we didn't know where he was going to land, but it's official Adam Fanua Blake is joining the New Zealand Warriors as of 2021. Yeah, good for him. You know, it'll be, it'll be obviously, he's, he's been very good for Manly over the last few years. I don't think that he's been as good this year. Uh, in in what has become a bit of a one man team, but you know if there's if there's any team that I, may, I think we mentioned this last week about his family going back to New Zealand and things like that, so it'll be interesting to see how he plays uh, coached by an actual sweet potato. Um, but you know, good luck to him. I think he'll I think I think he'll at least do relatively well though. I, I did like um like the family thing is just not true. We all know this stuff, mate. Like. 
it's like, oh, yeah, he's got family in Brisbane and in New Zealand, but also he's allowed to go to the Cowboys. It's like, that's as close to Brisbane as uh, down, down here is. It's always money, but they knew there was money at the Warriors. Um, I don't know the exact figures, but a couple of figures I've been told the last two days is 850 to 900K a year. Obviously a great player, um, Fennell Blake. But yeah, it's not like he, you know, I've seen people already praising uh, Nathan Brown for this over Warriors fans. Like, yeah. Good old Nathan Brown pulling his recruitment trick, paying a million dollars for a player. Jeez, how did he do it? <laughs> like, how did he get it done? I hate to have to move to Auckland for a million dollars a year. Yeah. Oh, what a lot. I think it's a good signing. Like, we all know he's one of the best props in the game. But I'm, I'm interested in the off-season ahead for them. There's there's talk, and they've spoken about it themselves publicly, about Tuvasa Shek not being at the Warriors next year. Just because, yeah. you know, if they're not in New Zealand, that might be it for him. Uh, and then we don't know what happens with Toru Harris. And I don't, it doesn't look like they've given anyone back to Manly yet, but Manly were talking about compensation. So who knows? They're talking about a player going in the reverse direction. But it'd be interesting to see what comes in their all season because it's not very often a team has 900K or whatever sitting in for their cap for next year at this point without some changes coming. Absolutely. Um, and some more po- um, so another piece of positive news is that the NRLW has announced that uh, the sponsorship of Telstra uh, for the 2020 season, which will commence uh, next week. Um, obviously, we're all excited to see that. And, yeah, so they will be the Nature Nightmare sponsor over the next three seasons. So very good news um, for those teams who will, again, as they did last year and the year before, play each other once uh, before the top two face-off on grand final day. Yeah, yeah. it's good It's good to, good to see that. They're talking about what triple headers through the final season, uh, through the final series for for the women's game. So, look, I mean, it's... It's probably as good as a result as we could have hoped with with the draw. But Telstra coming on board, I mean, it it, it kind of uh, it melts the two team, uh, melts the two competitions together a bit more because now obviously it'll be the Telstra Women's Premiership, which I think is really good along with the Telstra NRL Premiership. Um, Harvey Norman and I, I spoke to Mary about this a few weeks ago, and Harvey Norman have done obviously really good work supporting women's rugby league. They sponsored the I think they sponsored women's state of origin. They sponsored the. New South Wales Rugby League, and they, up until this year, were sponsoring the NRL Premiership. But, yeah, Telstra coming on board, throwing a bit more cash at these athletes is, is really good. And, obviously, we're seeing a few more, like, Sevens players and, and Rugby Union players coming on board um, to sign for these teams. Unfortunately, Charlotte Catholic is going to be playing for the, uh, the Tricolours this year, which is a great sadness to all of us. But, uh, yeah, good, good to see that they're, they're, uh, they're throwing a bit more cash at these athletes. Yeah, it's um, it's gonna be interesting with um, what happened with the Warriors. And if, if you haven't paid attention to that, it's the Warriors only have five of their players from from last season returning. Yeah. Like, there's only a couple of players who came over from New Zealand for the whole competition, but only five of them coming back. Um, the the Gillaroos coach Brad Donald is stepping in as a caretaker for the Warriors. So pretty much entirely new team, and and, and then other teams. This is one thing I do like about and like not like it's just something different NRLW when you look at like signing trackers and it's like. Oh, they've lost, you know, the Broncos lost Amy Turner to pregnancy. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happened and <laughs> as, we spoke, as, as we spoke about last week, like players not entering the bubble because they can't afford to because of work. Yeah. But yeah. It's not I, a good I remember, situation. I remember this, this but, um, same kind of thing happening in the W League a few years ago where it was like, oh, so-and-so can't play because she has to work on Sunday. Um, so like, mm. oh, she's got a shift. I think it was Kylie Lidbrook couldn't play one week because she had to cover a shift at Macca's. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, that's women's yeah. sport for you. Yeah. 
Um, and I know that the Dragons haven't announced their squad yet, but I'm actually quite surprised by the strengths of the team's name, considering what we've heard about you saying players who couldn't go into the bubble, people who couldn't move internationally. Like the Queens, the Broncos team still has a, you know, a few of those, those stars. They're missing Chelsea Baker because she's also withdrawn, I think, for work commitments as well. But they're, they're not, a, not a bad team. And, uh, Is Ali Brigginshaw there? Ali Brigginshaw yes. is still there. That's and the, the, are there. The, best, the best halfback in Queensland is there. Yeah, she oh. is. It's going to be interesting, though. Like, you know, we all wanted the competition to grow. And I guess the NLW's almost, like, benefited from not growing this year. Because there might have yeah. been a bit of, a few issues if they tried to put... Well, That's a good point. It wouldn't have happened, I don't think. Well, well, I mean, it's a good point that you make, Mitch. Because, like, you've got teams like Richmond. And we spoke about this a few weeks ago, about Richmond reaching 100,000 members in the AFL and then cutting their VFLW team. So, like, the, the whole point with the AFLW a few years ago about expanding so quickly to 14 teams and now being like, oh, shit, we have no money, um, and then teams having to drop off or not being able to travel. They're, I mean, there may not be an AFLW this season. That's, I, know, I don't want to turn this into uh, non-spoon rookies. But um, as I said, like, if, if we had gone to eight NRLW teams, then the NRLW may not exist this season. So kudos to the NRL for not necessarily thinking ahead, but making smart moves, making smart decisions down the track. Absolutely. Um, and uh, just a small bit of news that's just popped up, I think. Um, uh, Gavin Badger's, uh, Casey Badger's posted on Twitter that uh, Gavin ba- it looks like Gavin Badger will be leaving the NRL uh, as of this year. Oh, that's a shame. Is there, is, there fur- is there further context to that? Well, it's just, uh, so Casey Badger's posted it and uh, their daughter has posted something on Instagram as well. So the daughter posted on Instagram, end of an era for most of my life. I've watched my dad on the field refereeing NRL. On Saturday, I'll watch him out there for the last time. It goes on a bit after that. And then at the bottom says, FYI, it was not his choice. Interesting. Yeah, there seems to be... Surely be more to come from that. Well, no, there seems to be a bit of resentment here in a lot of ways because, yeah, Casey Badger's thing says similar. So she wrote on Twitter... Um, she well, let me find. Yeah, so she wrote, uh, "This is not how. This isn't how we thought it was would end. It's not how you deserved for it to end. You deserve better." I am. Um, I agree. I've always been a fan of the badge, but I just don't. Uh, he hasn't been as good. In, he's actually refereeing the last year or two, but he hasn't been getting much of a gig this year. And he's not put. They don't put him in the top tier anymore either. And just the fact that, you know, they're cutting costs everywhere. One referee is obviously going to keep going ahead, no mm. matter what. And he is one of the older statesmen in the out of the referees. What is he? Is it forty seven or forty eight? He's getting getting. Well, if off. His, what's his Twitter handle? Bad the badge seventy something. So that would that would that would tip yeah. you off, I think. But I've always liked the badge because um, before before you know, well not not the before times, but he was always keen on other referees, in my opinion, to give tries and go to the bunker. Those easier ones to give. Mm. And uh, but yeah, he's got what has he got? The he's the third most cap referee all time or something or second. Is, is that, he really? Is, have they, have they yeah. tweeted that? I'm sure the Casey Badger... Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, she's tweeted... There's a graphic with a bunch of stats on it. Um, it says... So um, yeah, it says... Um, sorry, I closed, I closed it again. I have to, okay, yeah, I found right. it. Um, 18 seasons. Oh, yeah, you're right. Three, 354 games as a referee. 57 as a touchdown. Third all-time. Yeah, there's a lot of games. I mean, 18 years, it's, it's quite funny. Like, referees don't really track their careers. But you think of it like Badger's been around... You know, most of my in my cognizant memory of rugby yeah. league. Like, obviously, yeah. I followed in the nineties, but you know, I don't remember the referees in the nineties. 
that much. They were all Harry Bill Halligan. Halligan. They, all, they were all they were all him. That's it. That was all the big games. So eighteen years. That means that Souths and and the Badge in O two came, came Souths came yeah. back and Badge Badge came in together. So what we're saying is that Souths are going to get kicked out of the competition. It does there seem that way. It does Rath- seem Rapido's that way. Rapido's the Badger. We're but we're in the hot seat. Unlucky. Um, you hate to say it. You do actually hate to see it, and it's a shame. I, I always liked him as well. Big NFL guy as well. Huge Kansas City Chiefs fan. So at least yeah, he's got yeah. that. At and least he's. And he had an interesting story out this year. If, you, if anyone wants to actually read about the badge now, he had a story about um, dealing with. I think he was abu- uh, he was a child of sex abuse, and he bounced yes, back from that. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know, mm. there's been some good pieces this year. They've been a bit lost. So there was a piece. Um, Steve Renoff spoke about racism in rugby league as well. I thought it was really good. Anyway, it's it's always you know, Renoff for me was a guy who was invincible growing up, and he because he disappeared. I know he's back in the media now, but he disappeared for a long time. He was in my mind as Renoff went away, was the best center ever, and that was it. And mm. it's kind of tough hearing, you know, stuff, someone you consider as a, a hero as a child, hearing that he was racially abused at, you know, the club you support by people who were at the club. There's that. But, you know, Gavin Badger had the balls to do something even more. Like, I know racism is tough to talk about, but that talking about your child's sex abuse. Yeah, it's right up there, not, hey. That's up there, man. Yeah. That's up there. Uh, and like, yeah. you know, and to be a public figure and put up everything he has with that past, you know, good on the badge. Sad to see him go. Mm. Yeah, but but um, probably the biggest news of the week is the uh, mass rule changes we've got coming in for this weekend's games, which I think the three of us were in favour of. But there's been a lot of sort of consternation online about uh, a couple of things. So we'll we'll, we'll take them piece you by piece. You mean to tell so me we'll... there's consternation on social media? Yes. Yeah, I mean to tell you that rugby league fans are against change, Dale. This is unbelievable news. Yep. This is the biggest news of the week. Change is, is So unbelievable. there's two big things. One relates to the bunker. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, the other one is the uh, 10 metres uh, for uh, six agains will now be given on 10 metre infringements. Uh, so that when the referee decides action is required for 10 metre uh, defensive infringements, the referee will reset the tackle counts. Uh, applies to all players who do not re- retire 10 metres. Uh, the touch judges will blah, blah, blah. A full penalty will be awarded in the following circumstances. Professional fouls, repeated infringements, and when play has broken down. Um, a full penalty for a professional foul or repeated infringements will uh, result in the offending player being sent to the sin bin. Now, I, I would imagine that... Uh, oh, sorry. And if a team in possession deliberately breaks down play and attempts to convert the six again into a full penalty... The referee will order a scrum with the loose head and feed to the opposition. I hate that. Um, yeah. And the tackle yeah. following defenders offside will be tackled one. Unless the offside occurs on a zero tackle, it will be another zero tackle. Now, so I assume this is mainly being done to stop uh, intentional penalties on the goal line. But I, even then, like, I, I, don't know, I don't know what it's been done to do, mate. It's, it's this this a drive of the speed of the game and people have an opinion this rule is good. That's what it is to me. I have not liked the ruck infringement rule at all because they seem to be extremely inconsistent, which people bitch about. And because they seem to go from like the first 20 minutes of a game or there's heaps or if a team's up by a bit, there's heaps. But when games are tight, they're not called. But people don't seem to give a shit because it's not the penalty count. I think that's where it's winning. It's winning on the level. People don't seem to give a shit because they're not looking at the penalty yeah. count anymore. But um, yeah, I, six, I hate six, this one. Six against aren't, aren't one of those things that are, you, like you'll open the paper and look at six against in the stat column. The referee's They're killing like, oh, us. They had 12 6 agains. Oh, the Herald told me so. Or the telly said it was bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I, I, it's one thing that has frustrated me, and it's the, the massive discrepancy between, like, first half and second halves, especially when yeah. it comes, as you said, Mitch, when it comes to 
those well, six again calls. What was the and, stat doing the rounds the other day that like there'd been multiple games with no six agains in the second half or something like half. that? Or, yeah. yeah, I think our good friend the Rugby League Eye Test put that out that recently there's been a few games with none in the second half. But I really the reason why I don't like it is like it's that it's all it's, ten meters already become pretty uh, like pretty fast with the rule changes. But it's another mm. one of those ones that this I don't know who it benefits bar the teams who are good because like once you're ahead. All it does is allow you to push that line speed, test the referee, and see what happens. And again, if you're on the, I know this is repeated infringements, but if you're on your goal line, five minutes to go, down up by six, why are you not just offside the entire time and daring the referee? Like it's only an experiment. I hate changing this one. I hate it. But uh, whatever, they probably it'll probably be there next year, and we'll have to deal with it. But it's just as we said, with, like with all these rule changes. We're waiting for it to do something in a big game for someone to under- see the, the implications of it. And, you know, that's when things change. So if a ruck infringement yeah. call goes poor yeah. in the finals this year, it'll be when we actually make a decision on it. And, Currently, um, it's ignore the bad ones, apparently. And as, ba- as much as I don't really like this, the thing where the penalty can be reversed to the opponents Ugh. getting the ball is the... By, that is in, that's insane. Why has this even been included? I don't know, like, because what? No one's deliberately dropped the ball after Ruck and Ridgewood this year, yet. I haven't noticed that it's becoming a trend, but that's there now, I guess. It's like you're supposed to be like you're supposed to be uh, getting rewarded when you get them like a penalty given to you or a mm. fridge given to you. Yeah, supposed to punish oh. the team against, but it just doesn't. And what this like, it just allow the, the teams like Penrith and all those guys to crank their lines up like they do. And I, I just find it funny that we we find to fire a hundred ways off the field to get to get. Uh, parity between the, the, the teams. Rules like this don't create parity. I don't know why we care about parity so much. I don't care mm. about parity, but we spend forever trying to make teams equal and then this kind of stuff led to more blowouts and I think it will continue to lead to bigger scoreline gaps. And, yeah, and the, uh, point, the, the, point, the point that you make about this, these kind of rule changes being found out in big games is like so often the, 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 the rule changes that happen uh, are black and white, and I don't, I don't want to be, you know, proverbial here. But these kind of infringements are all very grey areas. They're not, they're they're all open to interpretation about slowing down the ruck, as opposed mm. to, say, for example, an offside call. You know, like yeah. an offside call is you're either in front of the referee or you're not in front of the referee. You can't be half pregnant in this situation. Slowing down the ruck penalties are always open to interpretation. And that's the point that I think that we've made a hundred times on this show is that like there are some games, especially with one ref, where the ruck is so much slower. I know the Raiders, well, I mean, the, the, the Raiders-Warriors game on the weekend was one of the worst rugby league games I've seen in a long time when it came to things like ruck control. But a lot of these rule changes are just opening, they're, they're pulling those black and white further apart and opening more and more grey area which then allows the referees who we've been trying to protect from criticism for so long to therefore be more criticized. Like these, mm. op- these interpretive uh, rule changes, they're only, as you say, they're only going to make a difference when it comes to one big moment in a match, yeah. you know, in a sudden, sudden death game, for example, where the referees left, you know, exposed for making this interpretive decision as opposed to the rules being changed in a way that doesn't allow an interpretation, it, it allows a ruling of black and white. And that, that's the thing that worries me is that you're opening these referees to ridicule for effectively being pressured into making an interpretive decision instead of just ruling on a black and white mm. decision. 
Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's yeah, move well on to changes. Bungo. Yeah, this one, this one I'm in favour of. So let's just say how great this one is and how terrible the other one is. So to reduce stoppage time from bunker decisions, uh, when a referee is a try is scored, they will not refer it to the bunker. The bunker will then review it in the background while the conversion is being set up. Um, we've literally been talking about this for like it's the as best. long as we've been doing this How podcast. is anyone arguing this? Like, this is what the NFL has done for a decade. It's great. It's so this is, much better. This is, what, this is what VAR is doing in all football that has VAR yes. now. Like, you may not like it, but it just does it in the background. Yeah, and I think the benefit, like, I know comparing to other sports, I do find people who whinge about how long the bunker takes have never watched another sport in their life. Like, go watch an NBA game and watch yeah. them call a foul with two minutes left. They'll spend six minutes on one foul call. That's yeah. But, yeah, I'm with you guys. Like, this, it, it's on those ones, you know, the ones they just check that could take two views. They'll just mm. give those instead now, which is great. The one, the put downs in the corner, they were confident about all that kind of thing. They'll just give that, and then, you know, they'll be able to check it when you're lining the conversion up. But the mm. rest of them, they'll still keep all the other, the, the no try referrals and whatever. And maybe it might lead to referees calling no try when they're uncertain. But whatever, I'm pro it. I'm the, very pro point, that one. The point that you made about the badge calling, like yeah. more tries on the spot, and now they're like, okay, cool. Now shuffle him out, and now. They're all tries until somebody thinks they're not. So you've taken the what's it, the badge rule, I guess we'll call it. Yeah. Um, and um, but yeah, I'm I'm def, as again, I'm definitely pro this. Mitch, you were saying. Yeah, and I'm just hoping maybe they'll you know the captain's challenge. I've actually liked that more than I thought I would. Not because I think they've been good. I think it's because it's actually proven how right the referee is like 90 percent of the time. Like Agreed. that's oh, that's why I've liked it. it. Hasn't really impacted games, but potentially they could. Maybe they'll bring in the challenge for that as well. I don't know, but. The other changes is that the basically scrum changes where they're um, kicks into touch and no longer scrums. I mean, the English Super League already do that. That one's that one's fine. Like, I mean, kicks like I actually want the scrum to stay. I don't want the scrum to die. So I'm glad that they're not getting rid of it for everything. I want the scrum to stay because it allows attacking opportunities and set plays. But I also couldn't give two single shits about who's in the scrum. I couldn't mm. care less. The the scrum rule, and I'm sure that we'll come onto this into a second is the dumbest thing Who I've cares? ever seen. Well, it's you know, so dumb. So they, it's they like said under eight. They like, said to improve the credibility of the scrum. Why do we care if the scrum's credible? The credibility of the scrum. Is that... Yeah. Oh, so it's like only players nominated as a forward on the team list and then interchange players who go on with a forward. So, so okay, tell, you tell me this. Oh, what man. happens if a team gets three forwards injured? Uh, or, or what happens if, how do you stop a team naming, you know, let's say the Broncos name Tom Dearden at, at, at prop. Yeah. And then he plays seven the whole game anyway. But you, it's like, whatever, mate. They're not real scrums. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't like, I know people, some people think it'll open up a, a, a force attacking opportunity. You can't force teams to attack firstly. You just can't by changing the scrum thing. But it's, it's also, it, it limits creativity of scrums. If teams had a scrum play, they like to set up. Like, there's even been, I remember one with the Broncos, they, used to get, they get Matt and Gillette feed the scrum and go down the blind. It's like, well, you can't do that anymore. Like, it actually removes creativity from some of the scrum plays, and they do happen. You're not going to change it. 70% of the scrums are, like, just to yard each other up. The attacking yeah. ones, whatever. Like, teams will attack when they want to use it as an attacking play. I don't think and, making and you use the backs will make you make it an attacking play. That's, that's been people's complaint about the scrums for as long as they've been uncontested, is that 
it, it's it's two things. It's it's a effectively uh, an opportunity for backs to to run without the possibility of getting hit by big guys, or b it's a one out hit up with your biggest player running at the five eight. Like yeah, it can only be one of two things. And now they're like, oh well, it can't be either of those things. You have to spread it. You have to you have to chuck it wide. So it's just gonna. What's it gonna? What's it gonna mean? It'll just mean that your largest center hits the ball up. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make that much of a difference. So like, I mean, I actually again, I don't actually care about it, right? It's like I don't. If they put it in or not, I don't actually care. I think it's a funny one. Like I love that the you know, the referees you have to enforce that every scrum now. You have to like count the people and go, oh, did you come on for a forward? You did. You know, okay. Yeah. Like whatever. Who cares? It's a very rugby union rule. But the other one I found funny too, like getting into the scrums for kicks into touch. So I said like, the 2040 was potentially the most pointless rule change of, of all time. Has there been a 2040? There's this been year? zero. Zero. And, I thought as much. Didn't someone kick one and they just didn't call it? Milford kicked one. They didn't call it. I actually reviewed these today. There was maybe one more attempted by Adam Reynolds all mm. year. And that's it. It's like that. But the, one of the times you may use one, if it, if it was in your own 20 from a scrum, that's where one happened in Queensland Cup last year in a desperation kick downfield chasing a game. But it isn't going to happen because even if you're trying to promote a team to, to risk it, you know, my review kicks from the 20 today, a lot of the kicks from the 20 when teams risk it and quick kick them from their own half is they're kicking across field to a teammate. Yeah. Uh, they're not going to boot it downfield and hope it goes out. And if it doesn't, the other team starts their set 40 or 50 you know, out, like, it's just not a great rule, but yeah, that rule happened and I don't think anyone gives a shit and it's, you know, one hasn't happened this year, two happened in all of the three Queensland cops they tried it in last year. You know, they're yeah, just not, pointless. <laughs> not great. Pointless. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really pumped for that. Uh, the bunker chain should be really good. Yeah. Well, I mean, in the end, it's two games and it's like, it's, you remember last time they tried the captain's challenge it was I loved in it. Knights, but it was, also, Knights Dra- it was Knights Dragons at the end of 2017 or 16. Yeah, but, all, mm-hmm. but it wasn't used once, and also all the tries were like those just like scored under like pretty simple tries. Yeah, but so they, they still just gave them all. They still probably would have sent a few upstairs. Which is good, but it's just um, a two game sample size isn't enough, but I guess they're not going to test. Like, I don't know why they're going to test on like all the games. This round yeah. doesn't matter, <laughs> it just doesn't. <laughs> Oh, but the Raiders could come fourth. Yeah. Oh, the other guys are jostling for, oh, what if I come 11th or 12th? Like, oh. It's <laughs> okay. a fair point. Oh, well, mate, with hype, you've hyped it up so much. I mean, you should have done that tweet for the NRL's socials today. Oh. It's all excited <laughs> for the final round. Mitch, Ooh, maybe, 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 South's going to finish sixth and play seventh place Newcastle or Newcastle's going to finish sixth and play seventh place Souths. Who why don't knows? They, um, why don't we do things like if your team wins, you get to pick the rule changes out of a hat? Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> I don't hate that's, that. That's some WWE shit. The winner gets to pick. <laughs> the winner oh. will pick the stipulation at Extreme Rules. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, there's money in the bank. We'll do that. Yeah, I was going to say money in the bank. <laughs> one of the teams gets to run on during the finals. <laughs> Cash money in the bank and run on. <laughs> oh, God, it's the West Tigers. They're cashing in their money in the bank. They get to come into a game with five minutes left and see how they go. I and love it. Paul Gallen still kicks a field goal to, to dunk <laughs> on them by 35 points. Oh, dear. That's funny. Uh, not as funny as Boomers getting upset about things that they'll not care about in a week's time, such as the bunker referrals. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's one I really hope sticks around for next year because my god, it's painful when everyone in the world knows that they scored and they just well, sit on it. It's never annoyed me like it's annoyed you. I don't really care that much, but it honestly annoys me more than every time there's a every time there's a game where it's late and it's not close and someone scores a try that's clearly a try and they go up and says Harry Ramage will message me every time. Yeah, he uh, knows how much I fucking hate it. Yeah, but I do think it's one of those things that if that change pleases other fans, go ahead. Not well, Mitch, it, it pleases me, and I don't care about anyone else. So therefore, it's it's it, it, it's 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 pleased a hundred percent of the target market, in my opinion. <laughs> so it should stay. Done. Nailed it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad we've got we've come to an amicable conclusion there, and. An amicable conclusion to this uh, podcast. No, um, no, we're not done yet. We're not? <laughs> There's more news. Is there? there? Yes. There's, uh, okay, so we've got Moiki Fotoaka declared for Queensland. That's news. Oh, I forgot about that. People I had a really good... Oh, that was such a good no, wasted, wasted finishing line by me as well. Was, well they, you can use it later. But Fotoaka <laughs> declared for Queensland. I love that one because it's one of those ones that his eligibility is kind of grey. And he's not even down on any of the Queensland eligible pages. But my favourite thing is Kevy's just like being certain. He's just being direct. He's, what, what he said, he said, Mo told me he's eligible. I spoke to him oh. last week and he confirmed he wants to play for us. Well, there we go. That's fair. That's concrete. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, you like, origin really just comes down to how you feel. It does. And, I mean, so, it's, the, um, the eligibility, I think I, this is something actually I've, I've, I've thought about myself the last couple of weeks. When, I, when, I, yeah. when that new rule got proposed to, to open eligibility up, I started to realize I'm now hitting that age that it's like I'm shaping what I think of origin from my experiences. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and I'm ignoring the fact that like, so these guys who have moved here, at two or three or four or five young footy players who have moved, who've gone on to play for Tonga or Samoa or similar or New Zealand, I've I'm ignoring the fact that they've actually supported an Origin team their whole life, and, and they they feel like they are part of Origin mm. as much as I do. Yeah, and I, and I've, yeah. I've ignored that, and I think the rules haven't changed long enough that we probably all ignore that. And I've started to realise I'm actually kind of pro them opening the rules up when I wasn't pro that six months ago. Like, yeah. Also, he moved here when he, he moved here when he was eight. Come up he gets to you shit. With a jersey and be like, yeah. "Daddy, who's Lockyer?" Yeah, oh, but um, yeah, it's just like one of those things, like. Uh, I mean, you know, he moved here, moved here as an eight-year-old, played high school footy here. I think it's fine. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah. But it's cool because he's like, you know, he declared for the Kiwis, play, played a junior Kiwi game, but that's, that doesn't lock you in. It's one of those ones. Um, but yeah, Well, good on him. It's like origin, what it means changed over time, I guess. Like, you know, before it became origin, it meant something else. And we've changed eligibility all the time. So why not change it again for what's accurate now? I mean, Camera eligibility rules anyway is stupid. Adrian Lamb played and he was never eligible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Greg, mate, Greg Inglis and Israel Folau, two of Queensland's finest, well, neither I, of whom are from Queensland. So. Yeah, I, I've always been of the opinion. My opinion of eligibility was that, like, you had to have some stake to it, obviously. But, like, the, the current rules, like, you have to tick a certain amount of boxes by a certain age. Mm. And it's one of those things, like, you're telling someone they they – they are something by age 13, but they're not by age 14 yeah. or 12. Like it matters. I've always been of the opinion, like when you debut, you nominate that, you know, if you, if you're eligible or closer to eligible, you nominate, oh, I want to play for Queensland or the blues. Like, it's just like, silly. Look, it's, it's how you feel. Luke here is the best example of this. Yeah, but he, I was going to say, yeah. He, he wants to play for Queensland. Just let him play for Queensland. Who cares? It's, 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 it's not like, 
it's not like it's, um, you know, it's not like it's a club thing and there's a whole bunch of different clubs and he loves one club and he's being forced by everyone. There's literally two teams in Origin. So yeah. if you support one, you hate the other one with a passion. So but, yeah. don't try and force him to play for the Blues. But also he moved, it's not like, that's what I was about to say, like, so he moved, so you move at 13, right? And you're eligible. Yeah. But he would have spent, he moved at 10. But say someone moved at 13, they spent the first 13, of their, 13 years of their life in, in Queensland. And then they, they played Origin at 18 and they were eligible for the Blues. They would not be a Blues fan. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or vice versa. Like, but yeah, that's just the weird rules they come up with it and um, we stick by them. But yeah, like Peary is in one of the weird situations. And now he's like, what is he, 28? And he still hasn't played Origin. He probably he's played, played, yeah, he's, he's, he's played for Australia and he probably, he might never play Origin. So I think he'll play this year without, you know, without injury. But um, For who? For the Blues. Do you reckon? Does Maybe. he want to? Well, they, they said they'd pick him last year, didn't they? Like, he, he's changed his mind on that, I think. Like, remember, he wrote that letter and everything, but it's like money's a bit nice. You know, money's a nice thing. So I think. Do like money. For... I mean, I can confirm that money yeah. money is good. So, yeah. Money graces all palms and all wheels. I mean, yeah, if he wants to play, he should be, but like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so obviously, people like, if, you, if you're living in the Wales like 16 years in Queensland for two years, you shouldn't be able to pick Queensland. Like, fuck off. Or vice <laughs> But like, People who were like kind of borderline like Luke here, he should have made a bit more, you know, with it. Anyway, other news, well, mate, you missed the, as you know, Broncos Weekly, this program is now. Uh, two Bron- bits of Broncos news. The first one is the Dave Donaghy, the uh, Storm CEO, who's only like 37, which makes me mad, uh, is the Broncos' favourite for CEO. And it kind of feels like it's a matter of time because they haven't appointed him yet. And it's a whole thing, like, you know, they can't appoint him, but discuss at Broncos board meeting and then the storm were holding that his contract runs out in January next year and that he can't talk to the Broncos yet or break that contract. But it's like, if they really want him, no shit, they'd wait to January, 2021 to appoint him officially. Unofficially he'd be running the club from there anyway. But the reason why I say that I feel like he's agreed or similar agreed behind back closed doors is that they've actually making the move on the head coach now, like come yeah. down to Walters and, um, Paul Green, and they said they weren't discussing the head coach till they had the CEO lined up. So putting two and two together, I'm guessing Dave Donaghy is coming up to Brisbane. And then it's Green versus Walters, and I hate both of them. But at least, <laughs> this, but at least this time they've admitted the Broncos have come out and said they're going to, like, actually, it's so dumb that they had to learn this lesson, but they're going to actually try and hire a whole good coaching staff. Like, what a shock. But they're trying to do that now, which is nice. Um, <laughs> But I, I don't mind, like, the Storm chief executive was firing at Brisbane saying, like, they're just trying to, you know, steal all our things and copy us. It's like, yeah, well, kind of don't mind that. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> is, is, that such a, is that such a bad, you know, is that such a bad uh, mark to try and hit, really? Yeah, and it's I not mean, like, like the, most, the most dominant team in Australian sport for probably the last 10 years, 15 years. Yeah. I mean, that's not a, not a, bad, uh, not a bad watermark. And obviously, like, I know sometimes teams are oh, going the Storm way and they sign, like, one Storm player, an assistant coach or something, and they're doing it. There's a bit of a difference between that and then actually, like, trying to sign the head coach and the captain and the CEO. <laughs> so, like, that's actually trying to do it, which I like, because uh, I've said many times in this podcast, the Storm have got away with things for far too long that other teams haven't mimicked. Like, how they just keep phoning players in Queensland Cup and no one else gives a shit. I don't know, but they've got away with that for so long. Like some of the systems have to be copied by other teams. Like Nico Hines yeah. re-signed there next year. How the hell they had Pappenhausen, Drinkwater, and Munster and Nico Hines in their books last year, and they still have all of them but Drinkwater next year? Stupid. 
Everyone else is dumb. And Jerome <laughs> Hughes, sorry. Jerome, like, Jerome Hughes yep. and Munster were fullbacks. So they had all them and, yeah, stupid. And they, and they got all of them from Queensland Cup. Well, Pappenhausen, they sent up there. They got mm. all of them from Queensland Cup, the rest of them. That's, yeah, brilliant morons everyone else so yeah good on copying the storm and i have no idea like none of us there's no there's no booklet or stats or wait we don't track ceos man we don't know who's actually good i don't know who's in the good ceo talent pool but dave donahy being at the storm and having been a ceo at like 34 of the storm fact he's young i really like that anyway i'm pro that for brisbane and i, and I like that more than going to get ben Iken or the reds former red ceo like yeah, Queensland Reds have one good year in a comp of four teams. So five teams and we want their CEO. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's interesting to see what they do, both in terms of their coaching hire and their CEO hire. I mean, obviously, these are big decisions that are going to shape. Like the future of this club for what? You know, the next five to ten years or you, you're just about to say? Yeah, I mean... This next, the, the next CEO of Brisbane and coach of Brisbane have like, they'll have expectations of being the finals immediately next year. So who yeah, knows? Which is totally fair with the team that's behind them. So that's it, mate. We'll see I what mean, happens. And it's not unprecedented. People laugh at that, but so often we see the Wooden Spoon team, if they weren't the Knights or Titans, go to the finals no. the year after. Well, yeah, yeah. Sharks, Sharks are Wooden Spooners in 14. They made the finals in 15, off the top of my head. I know that. Yeah, and um, then one at the year after that, obviously. Exactly right. Uh, the Roosters were 15th or 14th that one random year in between their premierships in 20. Yeah. Can't remember what year that was. I think that was 2016. I'm not sure. And they turned around and won the comp two years later. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. the, the Eels. Yeah, right. yeah, six. they won six games in 2016 in, in amongst winning like the minor premiership every other year. Yeah, the Eels, you know, 2018 went from Spoon to, to into the finals the year after. The gap is not as far as people thought it was because of Knights and Titans for that period. Like, there's a, that fully fit Broncos roster is still the good roster. Yeah. It needs a couple of players, but that will... The expectation for the next Broncos coach will be finals next year. So there's, there's a, they'll be looking for a quick rebuild, but God, I hope they don't have a fucking spoon. Like, as I've said before, spoons are very, premierships are forever and te- family's temporary. Well, spoons are forever as well. It'll always be there, mate. That's as you say. Yeah. You'll be like, able to hang it up mate, in your cabinet. Like, can you believe that they might get one before the West Tigers or the Warriors get one? Uh, but see, the difference is that, like, the Tigers have been forever mediocre. Yeah, but they've and been around bit, long enough to have a spoon, right? <laughs> and they haven't got one. But mediocrity, mediocrity is like mediocrity begets mediocrity. Success, at least you're hitting the peaks and troughs. Yeah, like you know, good point. They are, it, it is also weird to think that the Broncos won a premiership only a year after the West Tigers. Yeah, but the the Tigers have they have they've what four the three thirteenth place finishes they finished fifteenth in twenty thirteen fifteenth in twenty fifteen fourteenth in twenty seventeen they've gone bloody close and not done it mm. and then the warriors as well you like you would have thought those two teams would get one before Brisbane just due to how old the teams are but uh nope if Brisbane get it this year they're going to beat them there the warriors have, have only fin- they finished fifteenth in ninety eight which isn't that low and a couple of fourteenths but yeah, that, yeah. that shocked me when I realised like because Manly, everyone knows that Manly's like seventy three or something years without a spoon. Everyone knows that one, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that Brisbane are going to end up beating even those teams who have been around. You know, I know Brisbane are around a few more years than them, but they've been around similar times. But you, okay. yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's obviously sad for you and, and very very strange state of affairs, but uh, pretty funny. Yeah, funny for <laughs> everyone else. I mean, I don't get that, and um, and I reckon I reckon we'll beat the Cowboys. But uh, I might be blind confidence, 
but I'm not so certain Penrith beat the Bulldogs. It's going to be really funny if you win, but then the Bulldogs win again. Yeah. I mean, Penrith, by the way, cowards thinking they were talking about how they're going to rest players and tank. Didn't get the memo from Ricky and Craig. No. Well, <laughs> oh, would you... Oh, you think that? Oh, you think that's tanking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're not even running onto the pitch this week. I <laughs> hey, like them apples. That's a pretty strong Penrith team. Sorry, can you're fine. Yeah, the Raiders are sending out just Nick Kotrick. <laughs> that's it. But yeah, they only yeah. rested Edwards, Crichton, Kikau, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, Patreon listeners, stay tuned for our emergency pod at like 4.45 on Saturday afternoon if the Broncos avoid the wooden spoon. Well, I, was, I was at that headspace. I was like, God, what do we do? We do something for the game Thursday? Well, it depends. If it, we'll, we'll talk about this offline, but like, no. I think you're going to win too. So, but I was um, also like, firstly, like I like people enjoying my misery, but maybe I'm not going to. I'm not going to record during the, the Maybe not. Game. Maybe I'm not going to broadcast my uh, my my slow downfall into misery. But maybe the the Bulldogs game might be an idea. May I don't know. We'll figure that out offline. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. But we should um we should also thank those people you're talking about. Yes, we absolutely should. Um, just pulling up that list now. Um, and we've got a few new ones as well, actually. So thank you so much to everyone who's gotten involved. Um, I know we say this every time, but your continued support of us is very very appreciated, and yeah. it's very very humbling and. Um, we, gonna, it's basically, it's basically the reason why we keep on, you know, keep on doing this really is, is, is for you guys. And then you guys have supported us so much over the past year, especially and before that, but financially this year. And, so, uh, me and Bunga were talking just yesterday, hopefully get some more bonus Patreon pods out over the coming yeah. week. So yeah. if, you, if you haven't seen them there, if you're not a patron, there's, um, a bonus podcast Dale did solo 40 minutes of Griffin I chat. Did. That's actually really good. If you'd um, like to hear me cry, that can be all yours for only two dollars a week. Two dollars a month. Yeah, um, I did a. I yelled. I you swore at the Warriors for about twenty minutes. That's on there, um, and we'll hopefully drop a few more just random ones over the coming weeks. On, yeah, uh, so we had uh, we had time. seven new seven new patrons this month, which was the most we've had in a, in a month since we started since since April. So um, that's pretty good. I'm pleased with that. That's yep. um, all. Come listen, all. listen to our friend Dale. Yes, good job, Dale. Listen to me cry in an attic. It was good stuff. Yeah. Um, And obviously, I have been just thanking you repeatedly because I was stalling as I (laughs) the the list of patrons. Would you like me to read your list? No, I did. I can see if I can fill some more. Yeah, I I, I did do it. Filibustering. Yes, absolutely. So thank you to Carlo Tyson, Bert Andrews, Dave, Wayne Ritchie, uh, Jack Snape, Ty... Jason, Frankie, uh, Never Trendy. I think that's a new one. Uh, Chris Avnell, Dan Cullinane, Matty P, Michael Murray, Roxanne Clark, Warwick Ahern. Uh, <laughs> uh, Simo Ali's changed his name to also don't name me. Um, uh, Alex Sergicomi, Tom Hardy, Jace G, Thor Laycock, um, Morgan Watkins. Um, and yeah, that, that's uh, everyone on those top two tiers. Worthy of a shout out. We love you all. And we love everyone who's on, on the tiers below them as well. And um, yeah, thank you all very much for your And, and if you don't, yeah, I was going to say, tolerate you. We don't like you. <laughs> um, tolerate I say, you. I also say, Bungard, you've not put a new battery in your, uh, your NBN modem. So good, good for you. Oh, and shit, to everybody else who's pointed that out. <laughs> I can't believe people knew exactly. Those people should just listen to the, I assume commercial radio still does secret sounds. So they should just Welcome listen all day. 
on uh, NBN Boom Rookies. Uh, just, today we'll be talking about should, Fiverr to the Node. Should, should we do that on this podcast? Guess that sound you hear all Guess the time. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that annoying background sound we never hear because we're talking, but you That's guys hear. Well, there's, there's three sounds they'll always hear from my end, which are annoying, and it's my mechanical keyboard when I go to look something up during the show. The NBN mode and beeping and the poker chips at my desk, which I randomly shuffle because or, it's a or, nervous or, habit. I mean, Link, Link is not annoying, but... Oh, you'll... But Link, yeah, but... I, yeah, Dale, I don't know if people aren't going to identify the sound of a dog barking. I think that <laughs> one's knows? pretty fucking... What if it's your wife? Oh, God. Oh, good point. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Jenny, I like you still. It's all right. She's, she's not going to listen to this. It's fine. Uh, oh, we should also <laughs> mention this has gone off the rails as we have been doing recently, but we are no, doing... No, it's fine. From here through, we're doing like throwback boom rookies the next month. We're going to just keep doing weekly, we remote, but weekly pods to give you finals, previews and wraps, the old mm-hmm. school style for a while. Yeah. And then yeah. off season, we'll be kicking it back a little and doing more topical stuff we wanted to do that coronavirus yeah. has kind of killed. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can, I was, you know, you, you need to stay. You can't fuck off. <laughs> um, if you don't like it, well, you, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll change for you because we're, cause we're simps who need the money. Uh, Please don't but, uh, just describe simps. Uh, it means um, uh, soft. <laughs> Very good reference. Uh, thank you. That, one is, that, that was a little bit niche, I think. But anyway, we're done here. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye, Dale. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. And it's goodbye from me.